Hey everyone, welcome back to Strip by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. This is officially the first episode of 2021 that I'm recording. <laughs> I took a little bit of a break. You guys may not have known because I did a bunch of recording before the holidays that I decided to take a break and relax and recharge. But it's 2021 and I am officially back and I have this really cool guest that I was stalking a little bit (laughs) 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 and was introduced and recommended by uh, my friend Onyx who's on the show this week. Yes, yes, she recommended and referred Lil Cat who is joining me today on the show. Lil Cat, are you there? Hello. 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 I am so excited to have Kat on the show. Um, This episode is all about motherhood. It's an episode that's been highly requested. I just have not found the right person until now. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm really excited to kind of get into things. And also, um, yeah, there are so many sex worker moms, stripper moms, any kind of moms that are doing sex work as a, a legit profession. And... Um, Shay Cutie, this episode is definitely for you. I know you were requesting this a lot of times. She's one of the past guests on the show, and um, she just had a bunch of questions. So we're going to go ahead and rock and roll with Kat today. And Kat, (laughs) I actually don't know much about you except for Honest. Like, you must interview Kat. She's hilarious. She's such a great resource. She's this cool, badass mom. (laughs) Yeah, I'm weird. (laughs) But I, from what I know of you, you are a dancer based in Edmonton as well? Calgary. In Calgary. I'm in Calgary. Okay. Yep. In Alberta. Cool. I'm not sure if you do or participate in any other types of sex work. I feel like my intro for you is really short, but if you want to go ahead (laughs) and introduce yourself, Define who you are in your own words and on your own terms. <laughs> Perfect. Um, okay, well, I'm Kat. And yeah, I am a stripper right now. I am still on leave from stripping because it is very hard to find a nighttime sitter. Um, mm. But I am also doing, uh, I'm just selling content online. I don't have an OnlyFans yet. I just sell all my content directly. And I've been doing that again for the past couple months. Okay. Oh, um, just because with COVID and everything. Right. And I did do that shortly after I had my, my baby she is now 16 months and oh, wow. um but i uh i i quit for a little bit gotcha we can get into that later <laughs> we can definitely get into all of that and by the way yeah can, that's that's congratulations that's right there yeah yeah for sure and i can't wait to hear all of it i mean i don't know where to start do you want to just start right at the beginning in terms of how you guys started in sex work like what are your roots there yeah. you betcha well, I like to start off when I tell my story that I was one of the people that hated sex workers. Oh, yes. About eight years ago, my my mind shifted and it completely changed. Um, okay. And honestly, it was because I was becoming more comfortable with my body. Okay. And it was totally a jealousy thing. And as wow. I became more comfortable with my body, I became more comfortable seeing girls like that. And then I just was like, oh, my gosh, this is empowering. This is amazing. And it just progressed <laughs> to like, you know pictures and bikinis on Instagram to all of a sudden I had a premium Snapchat and then I was camming and I got into stripping while I was still camming and doing the premium stuff um, because I was looking into getting into burlesque and I was living in Regina, Saskatchewan at the time. Okay. 
And I wasn't comfortable with stripping yet. Um, and there's no stripping in Saskatchewan as well, which right. is really, really dumb. Really um, dumb. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I, I was interested in the burlesque. Um, someone put me in touch with my best friend, Jasmine. Woo! I'll be back. <laughs> Shout out. Um, so put me, in touch, put me in touch with her. And I, she actually made me go to a burlesque show. She fell in love with me the moment she met me. Um, and she insisted that I had to come and see her girls practice because she was running a traveling stripper group as a Saskatchewan called the Pink Champagne Girls. Okay. okay. She told me that uh, she really wanted me to come and it took a couple months for me to come. And I literally sat down in a seat and I watched these girls twerk and I was completely mesmerized <laughs> by their butts. Tend to like, have I was that just effect. like, I want this. I want this to be my life. <laughs> so I just did a little bit of like. Uh, bachelor parties and stuff like that in Saskatchewan and then in 2017 September 2017 was the first time I was on stage the first time I set foot in a strip club wow. was the first time I was on stage oh my gosh you know yeah. how many times I've heard that of, of like I had never been in a strip club until I started working at one yep <laughs> it's it, more it's common crazy. than you think it's absolutely crazy <laughs> It was, it was literally like, I think two hours I walked in. It was like two hours I had to be on stage. I was like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no idea what the F I'm doing. Oh, yeah. No, you could definitely swear. <laughs> okay, perfect. Because I, I do swear like a sailor. Oh, me too. I'm totally crass. So. <laughs> yeah. So that's basically it. Wow. Calgary, because we've got the four clubs here. Yes. Um, I did work for Independent. I did quit working for them. I, I now work for FM. And so Great. when I go back, I'll be working those three clubs, um, Mariposa, the Cat House, and um, Boudoir. Right, right. When I come back. Okay, yeah. I remember hearing a little bit about that. And if you are new to the podcast, listeners, definitely listen to the episode with Rosie Skies. She talks yep. all about Alberta, specifically Calgary, strip clubs, the two major agencies that govern all the strip clubs there. So... Yeah. Well, Governed. Govern. I Govern. like that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't listened to Onyx's episode today, it just came out. Y'all have to listen to it. There's a bunch of agency corruption and bullshit <laughs> happening. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. I, yes. I can't stress Onyx is like seriously spearheading some amazing, amazing yes. stuff for us. And I am just. I've had to deal with a lot of the crap too. So the fact that she's doing this and I've also been pretty vocal about it too, that mm -hmm. this is amazing. It's going to change everything. I sincerely hope so. Like fingers, toes, limbs crossed that change can happen. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Like she is a force to be reckoned with and, but that's a whole nother topic. I mean, that's why I did a whole yep. episode on that. So, <laughs> but let's, <laughs> let's like refocus and go back to you, Kat. So yeah, I want to hear a little bit. So I actually, um, yeah. I, when I, I, I was done stripping in December of 2018 mm -hmm. and I had actually found I was pregnant in January of 2019. Oh my so, so right away I wasn't able to, um, to, to dance. Like I was not going to risk it or anything. And mm -hmm. I was actually not supposed to have kids. I was not allowed to, not able oh. to. So, oh was, wow. yeah, the pregnancy was, I was very scared the entire time. Oh my gosh. Um, and then, oh geez, I want to say it was like. April, I want to say it was like April of like 2019 okay. that I went to go and talk to Ryan. He's um, the manager. It, the club was called Esk. Now it's called Mariposa. Okay. And I went to see if he had any jobs for me. I had gone for so many interviews for, I call them vanilla jobs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like regular jobs. Yes. Uh, and and uh, so I went for lots of interviews, but I was already showing. So it was really, mm. really, really tough. And yeah. he hired me as a pregnant DJ. 
<laughs> and it was amazing. It was That's like, awesome. honestly, it was like, it was, it was the best time of my life. I, I was treated like a queen. I got snacks all the time. Yes. Uh, I, it was a really great way to get customers to tip me too, because I was pregnant. Yeah. Good marketing so, ploy. <laughs> good marketing yeah, it really, tactic. really was. Um, and even like my birthday, they brought me up on stage and had like a cake and sang birth, like happy birthday to me and Aww. all that kind of stuff. Like it was... Yeah, it was amazing, and then I had to I had to stop because I, my ninth my ninth month pregnancy. You're like, no, I'm done. And you're like, I'm done. So I had to stay at home for the last little bit. But fair enough. Um, and now I'm doing um, I'm doing the selling the content directly right now. Right. And when the clubs open up, I definitely want to go back and work in the clubs for sure. Provided I can find a sitter. Yes, and that's another thing too. Okay, there's so many questions here. I'm going to try to remember it all and go in chronological order <laughs> again too. Sorry, and I might go on a bunny trail too. I'm bad for that. Oh, no, it's okay. We love tangents on the show. And I always, it's always a fun challenge to steer everyone back to the topic. <laughs> at end, but that's my job. So um, I wanted to hear a little bit because you started stripping after you had done a bit of cam work and other Sexburg as well is that correct yeah 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 okay so can you tell me a little bit about your experience uh just briefly with camming why you kind of decided you wanted to go into that line of work and why um, why Sexburg over vanilla work yeah um okay so I've I've done the vanilla jobs I worked at bank I worked in insurance I worked for all these places I was not happy Fun. I was miserable oh. uh, and what got me into camming honestly was because I'd already had the premium Snapchat, the gentleman that I was dating at the time, mm-hmm. he was very, very, extremely supportive. Like, I, I gotta say, he was absolutely amazing. Um, helped, set my, helped me set up a cam room. Oh, good. Put stickers up, lighting. Like, it was uh, beyond amazing what he did. Wow. Um, and it, the reason why I did it was just because I didn't want to do um, a normal job anymore. I wanted to do, you know, I really like doing the premium Snapchat, so I kind of wanted to get into the camming thing. Right. I didn't yeah. do the camping thing for very much for very long. It was only a couple of months. Mm-hmm. I got really weird requests. So there I was are just like, no. A lot of <laughs> weird requests. I had briefly um, turned to camming in, at the beginning of the pandemic, and I did. I didn't last very long. But yes, no. some wild <laughs> requests <laughs> there. Yeah. You know, and you're like trying to be play. It's like, no, I'm sorry. Not everyone wants to hear me fart. <laughs> Why do you want to? So that was like, that was the end for me. Um, and yeah. I already had a pretty good following of my premium Snapchat. Mm-hmm. So, and I like that because I could do that anywhere. I could do it while I worked a vanilla job too, you know. Um, True. You sneak off to the bathroom and you can make some content for a second, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So. I forgot to mention there are a lot of civilians or vanilla people that listen to the podcast as well. And we haven't actually talked a lot about premium Snapchat. Do you want to quickly define what that is for the so, for the audience? Premium Snapchat is basically um, what what I do is I make up an account and it's a private account. Mm-hmm. I only add people that have paid. Yes, um, it's basically like the OnlyFans where you have content that you load up daily that they can see, and then if they want anything extra, they have to pay more, and then you'll send it to them directly, or sometimes they want it emailed. But they basically right. get daily content, and it's very, very private, so no one can see it that's not added onto your Snapchat or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, yeah, pretty straightforward. It's just a Snapchat for uh, 
Sexy things. For sexy things. Yeah. <laughs> sexy things. Are you still using that? I haven't used that in ages, like since um, I, I actually, I, I put a Twitter um, request out and I put um, I, I put a post out on my Instagram too, wondering if anyone was still using it because I know yeah. that we're starting to get, now Snapchat is starting to crack down. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if, if I was going to be able to, because honestly, it's very hard to keep everybody, everybody straight right now. It is. It's. Honestly, it just feels like every single platform is being infiltrated. You know what I mean? Like Foster Sesta. Yeah, totally. Foster Sesta. It's all that. Yeah, I've just I've, I've been waiting for this to come. I've honestly have. I've been following Foster Sesta for since it came since, since the bill was out. introduced. Yeah. And I just yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are very surprised that they can't put some content on social media, but I'm sitting here going we know about it. We knew about it. Yeah. Yeah. We did not keep it from us. No. And that, so. that bill, that um, piece of legislation, if, if again, just a yeah. reminder for those who are new to the show, FOSTA SESTA is an anti, um, like, online sex trafficking. At least that's what they, that's what the original intention of it was yeah. supposed to be, to combat. That's what they pretended as. Yes, that's what they tried that's to what they pretend. pretend it as. Yeah, but that it just attacks all sex workers, and that was introduced with the Trump administration in 2016 and has been super problematic for all sex workers and makes it, incredibly dangerous and forces us to go underground because we can't post yep. on platforms and we can't be free like everyone else so yeah basically for, forces us to go into like our own little deep deep dark web deep dark not web. good yeah because again like it's hard to filter it's hard to, for us to um have security measures in place i mean it's possible but it's just a lot more a lot more work so mm-hmm. yeah sidebar tangent <laughs> <laughs> Vanilla, I'm not using that as an insult or anything. I was told that I was vanilla a few years ago. Very, very vanilla. So that's just the term that I use. It's not like an insult. I don't want anyone to get insulted by it. No. Yeah. (laughs) None (laughs) taken. And then it was a year later I was stripping. So. There we go. And you have not looked back since. So. No. (laughs) That's really cool. I want to also touch about what you said, too, about um, when – you said Mariposa, they were the ones that granted you a position as a pregnant DJ? Yep. That is so freaking yep, cool. Yeah, that was – it is so cool. Yeah, Ryan, 100%. I've been friends with Ryan for a very long time since I started dancing. He actually mm-hmm. wanted me to come dance at the club, found me, called independent, was like, I need this girl in my club. Yeah. Um, and we've been, like, best friends ever since. And he just really, you know, yeah, I can't believe that I got hired as a pregnant DJ. And I was there when I was big and fat, too. <laughs> so Big yeah no, oh and honestly i'm gonna say like you know i've worked with pregnant people when i worked in you know corporate jobs and stuff yeah. like that and i've never seen anyone get treated as good as i got treated yeah and the fact so. that you were hired when you were pregnant when you were showing like that as you mentioned earlier that is really hard to find like if you are applying for a corporate job Yep. It's like, of course, they can't be discriminatory, but at the same time, it's like, well, they're going to be on mat leave soon. So exactly. that can be a hint that can be a hindering factor for some employers. So it's really cool that they were big enough of them to actually give you position while you're pregnant. Like, that's so cool. I think it's super progressive. Yeah. So. It almost makes me want to cry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 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 it was just, yeah, no, it's me. <laughs> 
absolutely amazing. I can't I can't stress enough how how, how good Ryan and the crew were to me. Shout and out, Steph. <laughs> Excellent. Shout out, <laughs> shout out, Mariposa Ryan. <laughs> Let's, um, let's, okay, let's backtrack a little bit. So Len, you were pregnant, then you decided to take a little bit of a hiatus when you had your child. How long Mm -hmm. did you take a break for? Well, it wasn't, she was born in September. I, um, uh, started doing the, um, premium, I started doing OnlyFans actually about a year ago. Okay. I'd say it was about a year ago that I started doing, um, the OnlyFans stuff. But my daughter's father had a very, very, very big problem with that. So I quit. Okay. What was his problem? I'm just curious to hear what the male's problem was. It was was the fact that I was talking, conversing with people, uh, that I was talking to the customers. Uh, To me, it was no different than talking to them in a strip club. Yeah, in a club setting. Absolutely no different. Yeah. And I mean, you do form friendships with people like it, it it does get past being a sexual thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was really weird for me that he was like that because we we met in a strip club we met in esk when i was working oh. at esk in calgary here really yeah That's so it was just as soon as i had the baby the the shift like the the whole mind shift completely changed interesting you know what would what would people say if we went to you know his son's hockey games mm. and you know what, what if the parents like saw me and they recognized me? And I was like, well, but they would recognize me from the strip club. So if it's looked down upon, no one's going to say shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, a huge thing. So it's something we, we're, we, I don't even know where we are at right now, but it's something that we are, because we, my, my selling content again, um, mm-hmm. really put a, a burden on our relationship again. So mm. <clears throat> it's something that it makes me happy. So yeah. I'm not willing to part with it. No. No, no. And it's really hard to explain what about it that makes me happy. It's very, very difficult. It's very hard to put into words. Mm. I'm, you know, I'm in, I'm in control of, you know, my own finances, yeah. in control of, you know, how I make my money. Yeah. Um, you do get more control, even just working in a strip club, because you can tell a customer to fuck off. Yeah, you definitely can. <laughs> you can't do that when you work in insurance. No, or any corporate job. You'll get fired. Nope. Yep. And yeah. the money is instant. That's one of the things, yes. um, you know, the... This, um, the selling the content directly and the OnlyFans is stuff that I can do at home. I can do it after she's gone to sleep, mm-hmm. you know, um, all that kind of stuff. And it's just, it's a very easy way to make money right now. And it's instant. It's at least when you sell directly, not OnlyFans, you have to yeah. wait. Then you have to wait Fucking that. forever. Yes. <laughs> That's another forever topic. Day. <laughs> um, I wish that we had a better platform for that. Lux Atlanta has been trying. I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know that, um, uh, stripper writer. I'm trying to remember her name right now. Oh, Al Stanger. Yes, Stanger. Yes, yes. Al Stanger. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Just, just shouting out everybody that I look up to. All of my, <laughs> all of my mentors. Um, but yeah, I know that they've been trying and struggling too to try and get a platform for us, and it's been um, it's it's really yeah, silly. It's been hard. Yeah, I would say. Like, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna look up, look into um, Lux. L actually, oh, yeah. yeah, that's another another topic, which I'm not sure if I will. I'll probably edit this part out. But yeah, no, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of controversy with L right now for the past bit on her. Because I, I used to look up, look up to her a lot too, but she's come under fire for a lot of um, 
social injustice things. Yeah. So, yeah, just wanted to throw yeah. it out there. But I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to like rock the boat in any way because she's actually she was actually supposed to be on the show. <laughs> she was supposed to be guest of mine last year when I was supposed to go to Portland, but then the pandemic happened, and then. Then yeah. I hear all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'm so conflicted. Like, especially, like, as a person of color. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is, like, another. Yeah. Which is another thing. That, so. I, that I know. Yeah. It's, like, a whole other topic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> this last year has been fucked. It's been fucked. Yeah. It's been revealing. But, I mean, again, side tangent, and if I decide to keep this in, like, y'all can do your own research. I don't want to bash anyone. It's not what I'm trying to do. But, like, just do your own research on people that you yep. look up to. So, Sidebar, but yeah, no, if there's any developers listening, we need a platform that's a bit <laughs> more beneficial to us sex workers. So <laughs> yeah. get on that Most shit. Definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. But um we yeah, were... I don't like Twitter. I use Twitter, but mm. I don't it's not a very user friendly um mm. site, platform? I find. And it's very Yeah, like it's very confusing. Okay. There's there's just you know, I just, I don't like it. And I, anyone that I talk to, they're all pissed off than they're having to use Twitter to you. Yeah, I felt like 2020 was the year that Twitter came back. <laughs> yeah. Because. Yeah. <laughs> Why like, did we put MySpace? Like, come on. I'm waiting for that, personally. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have MySpace. I wasn't cool like that back then. <laughs> I wasn't cool until Facebook came around. Oh my god, back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. Okay, where were we? We were talking about, oh yeah, because we were talking about um, your your daughter's we were talking father. about uh, how I quit and everything. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so. And him being uncomfortable that, with um, the line of work that you do. Well, now uncomfortable with the line of work that you do in terms of like, I guess, yeah. perception, I, I suppose. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I honestly, it's, it's I'm, I'm baffled by it. Yeah. Like he used to be on the sidelines of the stage hustling people to give me money really you know, someone would be like i'm going for a smoke and you'd be like no sit your ass back down you wait till she's done that's awesome so it's it's, it's weird um so there's different aspects when you're dating a sex worker you could totally be okay with it and then your mind can completely shift while you're while you're in the relationship with the sex worker is what i have what have you obviously discovered yeah that's really interesting like and, and hard too because actually one of the most popular episodes is uh so you want to date a stripper um, with Luna Luck, yeah, and I'm not sure why people are so fascinated about that particular topic, but I, what I would say to anyone who is listening is that you need to be able to ensure that your partner is 100% okay with what you do, but then when I hear instances such as yours where things shift, that makes me, like, it breaks my heart a little bit to hear that, you know, because he sounded super supportive. And then when you had your child, it just completely changed, like completely changed. Where does 100%. that come from? And that's, that's something I, I have no heard idea. Of I don't know if that if that comes from just I I'm looked at like a mom. Yeah. Mm. You know, I, yes. I lost the individuality that I had when I had a baby and I became a mom. Right. You, you just that's that not label. what that's just a portion of what I am. Yeah. You're not just defined by you know, that. so yeah, it's uh, <laughs> there, and it's not. There's a couple friends that I have too that the same thing. They were okay with it before, and then like, well, you know, if you got, what if she becomes a stripper? Well, then I'll go and make sure that the strip club that she's working at is safe. Yeah, that should be the answer. 
Mm-hmm. Right? I have no problem with that. No. Whatsoever. I know she's only 16 months old. Mm-hmm. You know, but I have no problem. Whatever she wants to do that makes her happy. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that um, what you mentioned earlier, you mentioned you're just now from the outside seen as a mom and now you just have that mom label and I wanted to touch a bit on that too, like with the whole Madonna horror complex. So if you, yep. yeah, if, if any listeners are not really familiar with that, it's like a Sigmund Freud theory on um, particular thought patterns that kind of divide women into two complexes. So it's just like the virgin and the whore, just the two. You yep. could, you can be divined by that and like what that means is like, you know, pure and the tainted, nurturing and the depraved, sexual and not sexual you know, respected versus desired. There is no middle ground. It's just you're one or the other. And I feel like that person is putting you in that that box. Okay, like you're now you've had a baby. You've had you're now a mom. You can only be that side of the picture. You can, you can no longer be the sexy. You can no longer be a stripper. You can no longer have that associated with you. Is kind of like what I'm seeing and hearing. Which is yeah, like really that's exactly the, what it is. It's, yeah, it's the yeah, totally the Madonna and the whore complex, and it's I went from being the whore to the Madonna. Yeah, and why can't you be both? <laughs> why can't I be both? Like, why? There's no reason why I can't be. No, like, why are you forced into this this definite <laughs> like this box that you know exhibits like these stereotypical quote unquote feminine characteristics? You know, it just baffles my mind because, I mean, you you can probably speak more on this. I'm not I'm not a mom yet, <laughs> but <laughs> but do you get that that kind of reception from from people that you know? Yeah, yeah. Can you speak a little bit yeah. about that? Um. Uh, well, it's the same thing that I get from him, right? It's yeah. just you're one or the other. You can't be both. Um. You know. Now that I have a child, I'm a bad influence that, that I do sex work. And then it's like, oh, what happens when they look online, blah, 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 mm. later on. Well, then we have to have a conversation about that, don't we? Yeah, this is why you're Plain here. Plain and simple. Totally. 100%. 100%. The best thing that I learned um, and the best advice that I can give anybody that is thinking about getting into any type of sex work, before I got into camming, I watched a documentary. I cannot remember what the documentary was called. <laughs> the, the main the main thing that I took away that really, really stuck in my head is if you are not prepared for somebody in your life to find out that you're doing sex work, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Because even, no matter how hard you're going to try and hide it, they will still find out. And yeah. I had to sit with that because I come from a very, very, very religious upbringing my oh. parents are very religious and they don't know that I strip and they don't know about the sex work oh um, wow I've never told them right yeah well, mainly because I know the moment that they find out I will not have a relationship with them anymore so right I just like to pretend that I don't I'm not looking for that fight I know it's going to mm-hmm. be coming so that was the main thing that I learned you you have to come to terms with the fact that if you don't want your grandma to find out don't do it grandma's yeah. gonna find out yeah it'll always come out Totally. That's really hard. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. Cause like I've also had episodes like, you know, coming out to your friends and family and, but that's not an option for everyone. No, no, no. 
Um, I haven't really been, I, and I don't really hide it. Like I just haven't blogged on my social media, but yeah. you know, I, I did an interview for the, you know, the leader post, um, mm-hmm. in Regina. I did an interview. Oh, uh, I didn't have any pictures or anything like that, but I wasn't in a, in a video that they did for it. So it's not like I'm sitting back here completely hiding it. Yeah. Um, trying to be as open as I can, but yeah, it's, wow, wow. I wish I could tell them. Yeah, that's really hard. But I mean, you know your family better than anyone else would know your family. And you yep. feel like this is the best decision because you obviously want to, you care about them too. You want to still try to salvage a relationship with them without completely burning that all off. Yeah. Right? Which is smart too. Exactly. Yeah. It's de- like not everyone, okay, not everyone will agree that, okay, like, they'll just see that you're oh you're hiding information from them you know you're hiding shit from them but like again you don't want to be faced with those consequences yeah because those i, will I have, know that like, they're gonna come i'm just not for them yet yeah and that's that's okay that's allowed but it's, <laughs> it's definitely challenging though i think so that's working for me yeah i mean there might be <laughs> There's part of me that thinks that they already know. They're just not, they're also like, we're not having that conversation. Yeah. So, you know, that could also be a thing. My sister knows, just not my mom and dad. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's totally fine too. I mean, as long as you're safe and people mm-hmm. around you that are close to you and your friend circle, I think it's totally fine. Like my parents don't know, although I think and have suspicions that my dad knows. <laughs> But my mom is very religious too, and she would probably die if Ugh. she heard that I was doing this. But because my best friend, her mom is very supportive, makes costumes and like oh, practiced wow. in like her, their greenhouse and stuff. That's so like, cool. I, like I know, like you hear about those situations, and you're like, oh, that seems like a fantasy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the kind of mom that I strive to be. You yes, know? yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What other kind of struggles and challenges do you have as a mom? Like, how do you, how do you find, because you mentioned in the beginning of the show too, like finding a night sitter. You mean stuff like that? Yeah, so. It's hard. That's the main thing that I'm having a problem with going, um, her dad, my daughter's dad works out of town. He works in, um, up north. Okay. So he's hardly ever here. He's here for like maybe a week. Um, and that's usually, you know family time kind of a stuff kind of stuff but yeah I you know trying to I can't find a night sitter it would be nice if it was someone from the industry yeah that you know I could find but it's it's very very difficult and that's something that I found with anyone that I talk to that is a parent yeah um, usually it's not until the child is older mm-hmm. um you know around two three years old and it's easier to find one and then there's also the factor of like if I get someone that I don't know that my baby's really cute. I mean, if she wasn't mine, I'd steal hers. So like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm very, I'm very overprotective. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like it has to be someone that I know. No, totally. And she's still so young. You mentioned 16 months. Like that's yeah. still really, really, really young and in her developmental stages too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I hear you. And like sex work or not, like it's really hard to find a sitter, period. Tell us a little yeah, bit about that. Like, yeah, I was going to say, one, they're expensive. Two, they're hard to find. Three, like, yep. they have to jive with you. They have to be a good fit, and you have to be able to trust them. Can you speak a little bit about that? Oh, yeah, like, totally. Um, like I said, I would, honestly, if I didn't know the person, I'd 
the whole time that I'd be at work, I'd be like, I'm just going to steal my baby. I'm just going to steal my baby. Oh my God. Or the, or the other horror stories that you hear about, you know, uh, you know, and I mean, especially in the States and stuff. Um, oh my gosh. You know, just like horror stories. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard to find. It's really, really difficult to find time as well. Um, mm. And you also, if you're getting a sitter and you have a baby, they have to come to your house. So you might as well just hire a live-in nanny. Right. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah. Uh, if any, if anyone's listening and they're, you know, a retired stripper <laughs> in Calgary. In Calgary, yeah. It's something if, if I was retiring, I would definitely probably want to do. So. Ah, um, hey, that's new business. Yeah, just because <laughs> I know called it is to find a sitter and i figured that you know my kid will be done being crazy and i'm, I'm not young either i'm 36 so 30 years I young i won't be doing that forever yeah yeah <laughs> do you see an end to your stripper career like and if so when honestly i um i look really young as it is right now yeah you do um, <laughs> i've just had injections that make my eyes just and it, it was just that was genetics yeah. Um, I've had bags under my eyes for so long that I finally went and got that done. Nice. So I honestly think with all the technology and everything <laughs> that we can get done, yeah, it, it adds a lot of time left on it. So I don't totally. actually have an end time. Um, I do know amazing, beautiful women who went well into their forties, mm. well into their forties. Wow. So, That's you know, amazing. it's all, it's, it's all, it's all about marketing yourself in a different way when you get older as well. For sure. Um, <laughs> all of that fun <laughs> stuff and who knows I mean I'm my bones might crack too much I might do something I mean I've already jacked my knee so mm. <laughs> you, know, you yeah. can you can do something and hurt something when you're older so I yeah. I don't I'm not looking for the end mm-hmm. I know that it's coming and it is coming within the next you know however long but um yeah. but with the with doing um anything like selling content online or the OnlyFans shit you keep doing that until I'm like 95 you do forever yeah <laughs> Like at least that like, you can do the comfort of your own home. For, like there is a fetish out there for everything. Yes, there is. <laughs> so you know you can still you can make money you know doing that. So I don't see it honestly. I don't see an end in that. Mm-hmm. Maybe when my daughter is old enough to know what I'm doing. Because mm. I don't Maybe. want her to find. You know, I just I would have to have the talk with her. I don't want her finding out. Yeah. What yeah. Mom did. Totally. Have you have you thought about that too in terms of when she will become of age, when you would want to have the conversation? Well, not really about when you would have the conversation with her, but what would entail in that conversation? I would be very open. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I obviously like this is my this is my only kid, so I don't know how to raise her. I hope all of these things. I hope I'm very open when it comes to, you know, just sexuality as it is. Um, yeah. It's definitely a different um, time that we are growing, that she will be growing up in than mm-hmm. I was. Yeah. So I want to make sure that she's open when it comes to a lot of stuff, um, especially if, you know, I, I want her to be able to be there for people that she goes to school with that are having issues too, right? Um, yeah. That's what I like to do when I was a kid. So uh, I, I think that it'll probably be around when she's about 16, yeah. 16 to 18. It depends on her, her maturity level. Yes. And I would just be pretty open and probably embarrassing about it. <laughs> so 
you probably get very, very embarrassed. I mean, oh my god! Mom. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think Don't like. That's right. I think that... stay off the internet. No, just kidding. <laughs> I think that humor is but, a really yeah, great no, way of approaching it's, it's, it. Uh, I, I had that question a lot when I was pregnant. A lot. Yeah. A lot of people were asking me that. Um, a lot of people were asking me if I was going to go back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I look at people's pages that are still dancing right now. Even when I was pregnant and the girls were dancing on stage, and I was just like, oh, my God, I just want to be on stage. I just want to be on stage. I just want to be on stage. <laughs> right? Uh, the yearning is real. <laughs> I just I miss it so much. It's home. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm sorry. I went on a bunny trail there again, didn't I? No, 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 no. You're still definitely on topic. No, you're good. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> but I actually, like, now that you mention it too, um, so you're not dancing at the moment, but you want to go back. And is that because the clubs are co- closed due to COVID again? Oh, it's because I can't find a sitter. Oh, shoot, yes. Yeah, because, yeah, because the clubs are closed right now. But yeah, yeah, the whole reason why I have not gone back to the, I would have already been back if I could find someone to, to babysit at night. Yeah, that's yeah, that's really so, hard. Those are hard hours, that's, right? Yeah, that's the that's the main one. Um, so, mm. I know. Oh, it's too bad that I couldn't just like put her in one of the change rooms. Hey, go to sleep. Yeah, right. <laughs> Darn. Yeah, and no, that's really hard. That's a really um, tricky situation to be in. So yeah. hopefully someone's listening. Like, <laughs> Help you out. Anyone's listening. Need my time sitter. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Jeez. Yeah, because it's that's like I I've been to Mariposa a couple times since they've opened up to, and it's just a beautiful club. I just I want to dance in it so bad. For sure. So 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 bad. Like so it's um yeah that's that's the biggest issue. Yeah, I would have already been back. For sure, and like mm-hmm. when you're when you have these struggles and issues and challenges as a mom do you have any resources or like groups because I know like with my mom friends are in these like mommy Facebook groups and like play date groups and all the stuff on Facebook are you part of any are there any groups like that specifically for sex worker moms I have not come across any Hmm. um basically my main support is my is my is my friend Lucy okay that's, um, she's my main, she's my main support. Uh, she had her son six weeks before I had my daughter. Oh, wow. And we were both dancers. Oh, we yeah. Together. Okay. Yeah, that's her, and that's her dancer name too, so I'm not like. Yeah. But yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was great that we had kids at the same time, but you know, we totally. don't see each other all the time, but no. we talk every day and then we help each other emotionally. Yes. But as for any groups, I've not come across any, and I've been pretty pretty deep into finding different ways to find support mm-hmm. but every time that I did then everything will get locked down oh fuck what kind yeah. of resources and support are you looking for specifically because maybe some listeners will have some resources they can share I know I have a couple of groups and I'm in that are sex worker groups not specifically moms mm-hmm. but I know there are moms in those groups so I could all share those with you too yeah that'd, that'd be awesome show. yeah um yeah, I don't. I don't even know. Um, like, where to begin? I, I joined a couple of. <laughs> I, I joined a couple of mom groups. Yeah, but I was too contra. Too, I just it was too just, controversial. There's a lot of Karens on there. 
Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you are part of any of those groups, like, what is the vibe like? Because then you coming in this badass mom <laughs> and then and, I, and I'm, I'm very I'm very opinionated. Um, like if it, honestly, you look up Leo in the dictionary for the horoscope and, <laughs> and you'll see you. my picture. <laughs> like I am I'm, I'm very pig headed. Um, and <laughs> it's it's, you know, so if I see something, I'm not one person that's going to comment about stuff, but I'll be like, OK, well, I don't want to be part of this group anymore. Bye. Yes, I'm yeah, <laughs> I'm out. Uh, no, like I, I, I'm a very, I be a very strong woman. So <laughs> nothing wrong um, with that. And, and that's why I love this the, the girls in the sex work industry, right? Because we're all a little bit like that. Okay. You have to be. We all have an opinion or five. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and then, and any other resources and stuff, you know, um, basically, um, because Calgary have a lot of support out here mm-hmm. um you know i don't have any family out here or anything like that so it makes it a little bit more oh, difficult wow. covid of course yeah but, yeah um you know i've had a couple of friends that have come by and come and see me and stuff which has been absolutely great and i love you guys a lot yeah um i be ryan <laughs> yeah plugging ryan a lot that's not how i meant for that to come out that that was that was not that was not how i meant for that to <laughs> right um so yeah no uh it's it it has been a lot harder um of course to find a sitter as well too because of covid too so and then to make any content that i'm making while she's here you know because that's another thing that i see a lot of sex workers getting Mm -hmm. asked too is like when do you do it yeah um and honestly it was an issue that i have with her dad that he honestly believed that i would you know make content every night and Mm -hmm. i was like no (laughs) <laughs> no 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 wow that's, I, that's, that's not that's not and then and then and, you know the the personal content too is like oh you make custom videos like i don't make custom videos for 20 bucks man no okay no okay? if i don't have that video i don't i don't i don't have that video yeah that's just how that goes it's it's it, it's just really funny because he's very everything that he said when i met him in the strip club, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, I'm not one of those guys that falls for it, but he's, he's fallen for everything that I've, because it is, we have, not that I'm trying to burst anyone's bubble when it comes to us as strippers or sex workers, mm-hmm. but you know, it's, it's, a, it's a different persona that we have. It is. Um, it's some of play. us is a little bit more real mm-hmm. than the day-to-day persona. For sure. I like to have Kat come and play a little bit more than, than, me <laughs> you're like what do i call myself <laughs> um, insert real name here yeah but you know um when it comes to making content i i do it when she's asleep mm-hmm. I'll, I'll i'll make a whole bunch yes. um you know so it's like a couple times a week that i'll do it and and that's another thing too as a mom like when do you feel like doing it because yeah. it's it's hard for us to find any free time exactly. um you know they'll wake up in the middle of the night too while you're in the middle of making content or, you know, stuff like that. So it's, it is a really hard balance to have as well. Yeah. Yeah. And like the time is one. The energy yeah. is another thing too, especially at the end of the day. You're like, oh my God, yeah. it's like the last thing I want to do is make content. Yep. Right? You feel gross. You feel gross. You're just like, uh, babies are sticky. Yeah. And I have a puppy as well. So <laughs> it's, um. Your fur baby. It's. Yeah, yeah, my fur, my fur baby. So I just, it, it's, it's, 
it's very hard to find a balance. That's why it was very frustrating, like, to think that I'd be making content every night. It's like, no. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I feel like that's so, like, it's such a naive thing to what? say. <laughs> like, I'm like, what do you think about wigs? <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's hard to find the balance. Um, yeah. It's it's funny when you're, you know, your partner is, is kind of gone back a little bit and also believes the silly things that you tell tell the customers you know it's the same thing in the strip club <laughs> yeah you know it's a role play that kind of stuff so it's a fantasy that we, what we're doing and we're playing it up right we all have our personas you know mm-hmm. and it's our job <laughs> and for it's a job yeah. yeah and it is very hard to explain to someone who is not a sex worker why you love it so much yes. um the main thing that I always say is just it's it's the fact that I can control. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a woman, it's very difficult to find things in your life that you can control because. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not saying anything about my about her dad or anything, but I've I've dated people who they control every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. So it's a way that you can kind of you know you can control it. And like I said, if you're working in a club and a customer's rude to you, you can tell them to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, that's for me, and also. I got to say that the sisterhood of the girls is just absolutely amazing. Yes. You become family and they become your rock, you know, like they really do. You, I, I can't say enough how amazing and genuine most of the sex workers and strippers are uh, that I've met are. Just yeah. I always hear that amazing. so often, just as you said, the sisterhood, the bond, mm-hmm. the community it is unbreakable. You know, yeah, it's it really. And as you said earlier, too, it just feels like you're coming home. Yep. And I love that totally. so much about the industry. It's great. Yep, it, it is. Um, I like I anytime that I go on Glenmore, I see the esque sign and I, I always get emotional. Oh. I'm like, oh, my God, I want to go back. It's, 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 <laughs> you know, it's just it's more than home. It's 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 ah. Uh, you can't even and you would it. think in this industry too, because you, you got women, we have to compete against each other in a mm-hmm. way yeah. to sell dances and such. So you would think that there it, there wouldn't be that much of a sisterhood, but it really is. And we really try and help each other too. Yes, you know? totally. Like, like, yeah. I really hate. I do 100, even the last time that I was at, last time I was at the strip club, I, I, I sold a dance for one of the girls. I was like, all right, go, go talk to this guy. Let you dance. <laughs> That's awesome. And I was very, and I was very forceful about it. I was like, you should take her for a dance. And he was like, I was like, look at her. Look at her butthole. Take her for a dance. Amazing. Take her. You know, so that's another thing too that I like, you know. I love that. Yeah. Just, uh, you would think in this industry that you wouldn't be like that, but it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's cat. There's more cattiness in working in a bank than there is in a strip club. In corporate, there's so much freaking gossip, drama, bullshit. people talking behind people's back all the time and again like with that whole stereotype that you know people think that all the girls that work in strip clubs are super catty it's not like that at all like maybe you might have the one person but like generally speaking it's been very pleasant (laughs) yeah Yeah. you always get that one troublemaker but usually you know they they always rotate so you get a new troublemaker and it's just it lasts long so (laughs) yeah it's just it's just entertainment at that point. Um, yeah. Um, you know, you always got you always got one. But <laughs> other than that, it is. It completely 100% is a sisterhood. And it's amazing. I and I love 
so many of these women. Well, I really so hope I like, you can get a sitter soon so you can return back to the club. I hope so. So fingers I hope crossed. so. <laughs> but there are a few questions that came in. So I think it's probably about time that we switch on over to that part of the show. Well, that's cool. Do that, yeah. So I think uh, a few of these questions we briefly went over in the episode, but feel free to do like a Spark Notes version or something more elaborate up to you. But first question hey. is, uh, how do you educate your children on what you do for a living? So not yet, yeah. but. So yeah, <laughs> I did touch on that. So basically it's just, I'm going to try and be, try and raise her as open as possible. Um, you know, definitely in our house, uh, you know, the word vagina is going to be used. Like the, the actual technical terms, it's not, you know, Good. anything. That This is what I've learned um, from watching people parenting, um, <laughs> people that I know then, and honestly, TV shows too, yes. as, not going to lie. Some TV shows have helped, but I'm going to try and be as open with sexuality as, as possible, not get into the weird stuff. Right. Mm, yeah. But I want us to be able to be open and com- and comfortable. So yeah, when she hits a certain age, if I think that she's at that age of maturity, we will sit down and we will talk about it. For sure. And it, like I said, it'll probably be embarrassing because I'm very weird. So. <laughs> weird is good. Where's better than, better yeah. than normal, right? Oh, yeah. I'm entertaining. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, do you have a supportive partner who understands your line of work and not get jealous? Kind of went over that, but let's. Yeah, we did. Um, like I said, he was very supportive in the beginning. Um, uh, with the, uh, bleh, I can't even talk. We had issues with me doing OnlyFans a year ago. And like I said, the main issue with that was was the talking to the customers because I think it was thinking that, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run off with one of them or something like that mm. by talking to them. Right. Um, and then this time, um, yeah, it was just uh, was thinking that I kept it a secret, mm-hmm. but I advertise it on my social media. So, yeah, it's, it's just different things. Um, and I'm not I'm not sitting here bashing him either. I don't know what happened that changed his mind, because like I said, when before I started doing this kind of work, I was that person who is like, oh, if you show your body, that's bad, you know, right. so I don't sit here and judge him. No. I just don't know what happened that he became different. Yeah, it shifted somehow. And yeah. um, now we're just going to have to try to work with it. So exactly. Yeah. How do you deal with the stigma of being a quote unquote bad mom? Um, and that's a stereotypical think, thing. So stereotypical, but like bad I mom think, quotations. I think we really, I mean, all of us, even if you're not in the sex work industry, mm-hmm. we all feel like bad moms. Um, that's mm-hmm. one thing you always think that you're failing. It doesn't matter what job line of work that you're in. You're always going to think that you're failing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's more of a stigma because I'm a dancer. Right. I haven't really had to face any of that yet. Uh, I would love to. I would absolutely love to because uh, if I did face that kind of stigma more in my face, um, I would educate the person. Yes. But that that's just me. I'm, <laughs> that's just how, how out and open I am. And, you know, I, I, I love the chance to educate somebody when it comes to stripping. Definitely. Because I wish someone had educated me earlier. Yeah. And that's, that's such a great opportunity too. Like, and that's why I have the show to educate and really emphasis on the education part because I know a lot of people have learned assumptions and stereotypes through media, through their mom, their dad, from someone else. And we need to unlearn that 
and yep. you know yeah have more people like yeah, you to like, like set like the record that, straight that we're all damaged we're all damaged we all daddy issues um <laughs> and we're all on drugs so there's there's a lot of that and i'm like hey well there's i don't drink and i just smoke pot so <laughs> yeah, that's... and I, I drink a lot of red bull and so, I know so many girls in the industry that that's what it is. Yeah. They just smoke pot or they don't even smoke pot. It's just cigarettes. They don't do anything. Yeah, they don't do anything I don't at know all. many girls that actually do the drugs. No, me either. I don't think I've ever really met anyone that does the drugs in my, like, no. X amount of years of working. So, again, wherever that came oh, from, I, I've so seen a couple that are cool. drunks that they get a little too drunk. But um, no one that's, like, big on the drugs that it's – no. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's, I think that's a big thing too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if anyone came to me with the stigma, my, I, I would educate them. But yeah. like I said, that's just me. Um, <laughs> I very much, if I was that. more, sh- I, I don't even know because it's really hard. Um, it, it is very difficult when you've got people that are, um, coming down on you mm-hmm. for something that you absolutely love to do. Yeah. It yeah. Very, very difficult. Very difficult indeed. Yep. What do you say to these kinds of people in terms of like that say that you're a bad mom? Like how, how to navigate, how do you navigate around this? I would say, why am I a bad mom? Yeah. Uh, That would be like the first thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And I would say like, is, is she lives in a, we have a nice house. She's Mm -hmm. fed, she's, you know, safe and sound and she's got all of her toes and fingers. So how do you define what a bad mom is? Because I do sex work. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. Like, no, no. You know, my job is not to find who I am. Yes. If you're a lawyer, does that mean that you're like, if you're a defense lawyer, does that mean that like automatically you just think that everybody is like, hasn't done anything wrong or like, you know, this Mm -hmm. just wasn't a very good example to use, but um, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it's just a portion of who you are and it doesn't affect her. No. In any way. Yeah. None. So, yeah, I probably, like I said, I'm very, I'm very um, opinionated in, in your face. So if somebody came at me with that, I'd be like, what, how, how, how am I a bad mom? Explain. <laughs> Explain to me how I'm a bad mom. Yeah. This kid has more freaking toys than she can shake a stick at. Like, what? <laughs> no. No. Not having. No. Not having a conversation. And, and like I said, I think in every, uh, it doesn't matter what our line of work is. Every single one of us feels like we're a bad mom right. because it is a hard hard job it is yeah it is a hard job and i love the emphasis on job there because it is that second shift right yep all the unpaid work but it is what it is yeah (laughs) that's another conversation too (laughs) how like people don't see that being a mom is work there's that whole uh opinion too with um partners and husbands that ha- that carry yes, that kind very of notion. Much so. Yeah, <laughs> I have a very hard time with people like that. That wow, you think yeah. this is enjoyable? Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. And it's you know that's that was the funny thing too. Like, you think I have time to make content? Are you kidding me? Yeah, are you kidding me? Like, it's laughable. That, that was the big thing about it, right? Like, I don't even have I don't even have time to clean the house sometimes like yeah. you know i clean my living room 80 million times a day because the dog and the baby completely destroy it yeah you know um it is 100 percent a job i don't get to sleep through the night no you know 
I don't, I don't get to, I, since I've had her, I have not gotten to have, I've not gotten, I've not been able to have <laughs> a night out. I have not had a night where I could just let loose and just go crazy. Yeah. No, like even some of my like mom friends do, they're like, I haven't had a shower in a few days. Like maybe I'll brush mm-hmm. my hair today. Like it's, it's so yeah. much underrated work that some people you just tell understand. yourself that you're not going to be that mom. <laughs> you're not gonna be that mom not, i'm not gonna be that mom i'm not you know what we all end up being her yeah yeah we do because you can't i mean you know and even if you have a really supportive partner there's still so much that the mom has to do especially yes. if you're breastfeeding mm-hmm. yeah. yes and no shame if you can't breastfeed ladies i just want yeah. to put that little put thing that out, out there, there i could not breastfeed i tried i could not do it and I'm going to tell you right now that if I had to do it when she was a year old, oh my God, no. <laughs> oh my God, no. no, I love that. <laughs> Hard enough, carried around. <laughs> nope. No. So just want to say that, ladies, no shame. Any of you, you can't breastfeed, or if you decide that you don't want to breastfeed, yeah. that is your decision. The choice if anybody, is yours. If anybody's mean to you, you come and see me. Yeah. Set them straight. Call Cat up. <laughs> <laughs> Any advice for a fellow sex worker mom or how on on how you will tell them what you do in the future? I guess we kind of Can talked you about this that too. again. Yeah, I kind of like jumbled up <laughs> like I couldn't read <laughs> my own writing. Um, do you have any advice for a fellow sex worker mom on how you will tell them and I guess them is your children on what you do? I guess that basically I answered that one. Yeah, open communication, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, just basically you got to have open communication, which you should have. Honestly, when it comes to any relationship, I know that we could, I talk, talk a big game, but open communication is the main thing. Um, if you don't have communication, there's always, in any relationship, it always breaks down. So I'm just going to make sure that, um, I, I know that that's not the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. Advice that I could give somebody who would be a little bit less, I don't even know. Oh my goodness. I don't even know. Put showgirls on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, honestly, I have no idea. Um, yeah, those are, there's I, so many different ways of approaching it too. This is not like the only way is. to approach it, right? So it just depends on your own style, your own personality, how you want to approach the topic. And that is your decision to make. Yeah, 100%. Right, so. And some people, they don't, like, I, I can totally understand people that don't want to tell their children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's okay, too. There's that side of the coin. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, there's no, um, like, rule book or, like, how-to book on how to do this. So, but nope. ho- hopefully some of the advice here will help. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I, ho- I hope so. <laughs> kind of really just... To something we said earlier, but what do you say when people ask stupid questions, like "What will you do when your kids find your content?" or how? I guess how would you respond to that? So I've I've actually had this question asked me when it, mostly when I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, what are you going to do if if your daughter goes online and sees your content? Um, and I'm like, well, if it happens before we have the conversation, then I guess we have to have the conversation. Then don't we? Yeah. Um, I plan on monitoring. I plan. I like to say that I plan on it. Um, I did have a stepdaughter in the past and I was, I know how to use social media. So, um, I can be very sneaky, sneaky and I do plan on monitoring because the internet can be a very scary place. So I do plan on 
you know, being very sneaky, sneaky and keeping an eye on her, you know, on her internet um, searches <laughs> and stuff like that, all that kind of fun stuff. <laughs> so hopefully she wouldn't come across my content. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like if, if she does, then I would have to assert, I would, I would have to change my approach then, obviously, you know, if she found it when she was 13, well, that we wouldn't have the same conversation that we would have when she's 16. Yeah, totally. Would be, you know, you kind of, I don't want to say like not dumb it down, but it's kind of make it more child friendly. Yeah, digestible. Sixteen. Yeah, definitely different yeah. for sure. So, and I guess the last question is, when are you coming back to stripping? That's TBD. So, <laughs> as, soon, as soon as I can find a sitter, if yes. I can get a sitter, I'll be back on that stage, you guys. Um, yeah. yeah, I <laughs> I get that question a lot. Um, <laughs> they miss you. They do. They really, really do. They really miss me. Um, I definitely became, when I was pregnant um, and working at the club, I became super mom. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of the girls that are looking forward to having stripper mom come back. Yeah. Um, I was also, you know, because I was a DJ, I also became like the stripper psychiatrist. Oh my god! I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, honestly, I loved it when I was, uh I was, yeah, yeah, check their butthole, make sure there's nothing on there before they go on stage. It was a great job. I loved it. <laughs> That's a great title great, to have, Great, great job. <laughs> yeah. Okay, butthole well. checker. But yeah, I know. As soon as I can get it, as soon as I can get a baby interview, you guys. Um, yeah, soon enough. Then I am right back on that stage. For sure. Being weird, picking up money with my butt cheeks. <laughs> Classic move. <laughs> I'm classy. <laughs> But in the meantime, where can people find you? Okay. Um, so uh, Instagram is the obviously the social media that I use the most. And yeah. it's Lil Cat Attack. L-I-L-K-A-T-A-T-T-A-C-K. Love that. Um, and then from there, you can find me on and any of the other social media that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a Twitter. I have Snapchat. I do have TikTok as well. Yeah, that's a TikTok. thing now. <laughs> but that's. TikTok's vanilla because, you know, kids are on that shit. Yeah. So um, I, don't, I don't have a Facebook. I did have a Facebook and it got shut down. Oh, no. I know. Crush. Wow. I was crushed. I was actually, I was, I was working in um, friggin' Rocky Mountain House. And in the span of me doing a stage show, someone had gone on such a reporting speed that Jeez. it was shut down in the span of 15 minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Have you tried appealing yeah, it? Crazy. That's so fucked. Pardon me? Have you tried appealing it? Like with Facebook? Uh, I did, and I couldn't. It was really messed up. It was Damn. so crazy how fast it happened. I was mostly mad because they had pictures of my cat on there. Aww. I was just like, guys, it was my cat. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so Never that, fun you go onto my Instagram and you can find anything from there. All the um, links. Yeah, I'll be sure to all post of, all those links all the things. in the show notes below. Yeah, I post so. them all too. <laughs> I'll be sure to plug everything. All the time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, and yeah, I guess the only thing, if you're in Calgary and the clubs open up, I'm going to tell you, hit up Mariposa, Boudoir, Cat House. Yes. Lots of love there. That's Lots of the great dances. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and then, you know, I'll be back too. So that's where you're going to find me. There you go. Kat, it was yep. so much fun chatting with you today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. And thank you for sharing your plethora of knowledge and just sharing those really personal experiences um, with the audience here today. So thank you. you. <laughs> of course. 
And don't forget, everyone listening, new episodes every single Sunday on any podcast platform. Give me a nice little rating, maybe a five star, maybe a nice little review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. That would be great. And stay tuned. We're going to have another fabulous sex worker on next week. Bye. You're listening to Strip by Sia, hosted, produced, and edited by Steph Sia, artwork by Maria Bellandorama, music by Ted D, and photography by Ian Dabern. Thank <laughs> you.